Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm Shannon Keegan, swim efficiency coach at Intrepid Water. You don't want an injury to sideline you from completing your next big swim. Get stroke feedback or commit to improving your technique with one of my virtual coaching courses. Find out more at intrepidwater.com. Today I spoke with the first woman to swim around the island of Bermuda, Lori King. Upon rediscovering her love of swimming later in life, Lori tried to politely decline an invitation to swim in open water, strongly preferring the pool. Needless to say, she eventually found her rhythm and got over her fears. There's quite a bit of mom chat in this episode about how hard it can be, but also how having kids mentally trains you to get through the tough parts of marathon swimming. Once you get to the start line, all you have to do is swim. I hope you enjoy this episode. Lori, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. <laughs> what is your story? My story, and that's, that's a really loaded question, actually. Um, no, but my swim story is I swam my whole life um and swam in college and then after college I was done with it uh took seven years off and had moved to New York to because I met my husband and he was a New Yorker and he had the better job so I had to leave my job and I moved to New York and I was walking by uh Y one day and like I just smelled the chlorine and I thought okay, it's time. And I walked in and I joined and my, my husband actually didn't believe that I swam in college because when we would go away, when we would, you know, be anywhere, I wouldn't swim. I just wouldn't because I think it was, I missed it, but I knew that I didn't want to, I couldn't be just in the water. I needed to be, it would just remind me of like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then once I got back in and I started swimming, it took no time for me to just get intimate with it again and just start swimming. I just started swimming to, I did workouts, but not for anything, just for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And I had, I mean, I loved everything about my life growing up was swimming was involved. So it was something that I really missed that I didn't realize that I really missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Where did you swim in college? I swam for LaSalle university. It's in Pennsylvania. What Nobody's ever heard friends? of us. <laughs> <laughs> we swim schools that people have heard of. Um. <laughs> what, uh, what was your event in college? I was the 200 breaststroker. Ah. So I was not a distance swimmer at all. And I joked with my coach since then. I said, maybe you should have put me in, maybe you should have put me in the 500 or something. But um, he did train, brushstrokers trained with the distance swimmers. Interestingly enough, we did Mm -hmm. a lot of distance work um, and a lot of long, you know, long sets, but I just never, yeah, I never did any distance stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So then once you got back into swimming, when did you start 
swimming open water. Yeah. So once I got back into swimming, I was swimming at the Y and there was this group that would come in probably about a half hour after I started. So I would get the first half of my workout in and then the last hour I would swim with this random eclectic group of people. And I was talking to one of them one day and he said, what are you, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, Oh, I'm going out East. We have a house out there. And he said, where? And I said, Amagansett. And he said, I have a house in Amagansett. Why don't you swim with us? And I was like, there's a pool. And he said, no, we swim open water. And I was like, thanks, but no thanks, you know, (laughs) stick to the pool. And, um, but then I met them and I started swimming. That's how I started swimming open water. And I, Actually, I mean, they still joke about it because I, I think I definitely have some attention issues because I was just bored, tweaky, um, freaked out all the time, like what's around me. Um, but then once I found my rhythm in, in it, it was it was great. And then mm-hmm. and then it was, why don't you do some um, pool competition? And I said, I have not been on a block since 1997, nor do I plan to be on a block ever again. And um, then somebody said, well, they have this every year, they have, you know, this Montauk Swim Challenge, or they just started it. Why don't you do that? And I thought, well, why do that when we could just do the same swim? We swim it every day out here, but it was for charity. So I did the Montauk. It was a two mile challenge at the time. And mm-hmm. I really didn't like it, but I loved it at the same time. Like I didn't like that feeling that I would get with the, the whole competitive piece of it, mm-hmm. yeah. but I love the swim. Yeah. And so that's how I started open water. And that was back in, well, I started open water swimming in 2000, I guess seven, mm-hmm. but I didn't really do any competing until 2009 maybe. And they were just, you know, just short stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you mentioned 1997. Is that when you graduated from college? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I, I didn't swim in college, but um, but that competition, like that stress of competition and this, the way you were talking about the smell from the pool, like I, because I walked away from swimming after high school. It's just like, I'm not going to be in the Olympics. And, you know, I didn't know what else there was. I lived in Colorado. So I was like, I'm done. <laughs> but then I wor- ended up working at the pool after a while. And I got into water polo and other stuff. But it was, it's just funny the way you describe that. Because I can so relate to it. <laughs> yeah, it's just that it like hit me. And I was like, ooh. But I mean, for me, college. So we, I, it was, it was LaSalle's D1. And so I had the opportunity to swim with a lot of really amazing, talented swimmers. And we traveled all over and it was such an awesome experience. But what my coach used to say to me, and I'm short, I'm five two, so I always get that. So I just felt like I really had to work to keep my spot there and appreciate being there. I think if I were to try to swim now in college, I who knows if I would make it because it's just different. But I always felt like I was just so appreciative that I was there. Mm -hmm. So my experience of it wasn't so much about the competitiveness or the the race. It was more just 
everything else. I, I appreciated every single practice when we traveled for training trip, like it was just all really special, but for maybe different reasons than how, how other people experience it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. Um, so 2009, you start swimming open water. When did you start pushing marathon distances? So the same group, um, I really have to break up with this group. <laughs> I started thinking, um, the same group would go down to Bermuda every year for round the sound. Well, mm -hmm. the coach would bring, you know, he went with a couple people like a few years before and then brought some more and then brought some more. So then I, in 2011, um, I went for, to do my first round the sound 10 K and it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> I had actually had to go late because of a death in the family. So I flew in Saturday night. This is the story of my life with my swims too, because with the kids and juggling, I have very limited time. Yeah. Um, but I flew in Saturday night. The race was on Sunday morning. I got in at like nine 30 on <laughs> Saturday night race on Sunday morning. I was so incredibly nervous. I had, I think I like took a goo. I had no idea what I was doing. I took it out way too fast. And the first rest stop was at two miles. I, I, there, I felt like there's no way that I can take another stroke. And this woman comes up and she's like, great pace. You want to swim together? And I was like, thank you so much. Yes. And she literally guided me through the rest of the swim. And then at the end, I kind of like eased up to let her put her at the time it was wrists on like a carpet that they had on the side of the wall. And she stopped and she said, what are you doing? And I said, you go, you, you know, thank you. You helped me. I, I wouldn't have been able to finish. And she said, no, we'll do it together. And we put our wrists oh. on the carpet together. And it was like, it still makes me want to almost cry, but yeah. um, it was awesome. But I thought I was so happy I was done. And I remember saying to myself, I am never doing that again, <laughs> never. But then the next year, there I was, standing, <laughs> being nervous, you know, fiddling with my goggles. It's always about my goggles and doing the same thing. And I'm like, how did I get here? Why am I doing this again? Why? And I realize it's, it's the journey and then the accomplishment. The actual swim part is never that great for me. Interesting. You know, because I'm very... You know, people are like, did you see the fish? Did you see that beautiful, you know, landscape? I, I saw nothing. I saw nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. We had two totally different swims. Um, so I'm very anxious when I, especially with a 10K, because the 10K is, it's a, I feel like it's a sprint and I don't really train for those. Right. Yeah. So, it's challenging. Yeah. That's funny. You talked about the, um, the group you have to break up with us. A few other people have told me about that. Like that peer pressure has gotten to be <laughs> there. Yeah. It's just kept on pushing, kept yeah. on pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I brought around the sound in 2010. That was my first marathon. Spent, okay. So I missed you by a year. <laughs> we did. We missed each other. Have you, have you been back since? No, I kind of had this fantasy of going back this year. I don't know that it would have worked. My kids are little, but, um, 
I had them late, <laughs> but then pandemic and whatever else. It, yeah, no, this was a I this tw- 10 year fantasy for a while. <laughs> it is. It's one of those. I mean, it's a great, I think it's a great swim. I mean, obviously, and, and I go back to support it every year. It's, it's easy for me to get to it's, mm-hmm. um, but you know, there's, there's so many swims in so many yeah. places that it's, and when you do have kids and I certainly have had my share of, it's a constant trying to juggle and making mm-hmm. sure that they're okay, that it's hard. You have to be select, really selective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How old are your kids? They're old. They're, they're getting there to um, 12 and 14. Okay. So, but when I, I remember when I signed up for all seven stages of a bridges swim, the prep that I had to do because I wasn't coming home every day. Right. So the prep that I had to do before just, I felt like that was, that was going to help me in my training because (laughs) the staying up, the juggling the I made, I had gotten little gifts for them. So every day they had something to open while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I knew I'd be back after stage four because you have like a rest day, but then, um, then, you know, then I was going to go, go away again. But, you know, it's, I, it's just really hard. It's, but it does, I feel like it in some way, I don't know how, but it preps me for, it's part of my training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It has a stomach bug. It's like, you're up all night. It's like, okay, now I have to do something uncomfortable. I have to swim it in the evening, or maybe I have to skip this day and I have to be okay with it. And that's really hard for me to do, but I feel like they shake it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's, there's a book I read a year ago or so by Travis Macy. He's an ultra marathoner in Colorado and runs through, you know, the, across the mountains and stuff. And, um, he, he talked in this book, he talks about how having kids, um, how it, like, he basically kind of had to adapt his mental training though, but he talks about how it's like, it's all good mental training, like getting through those hard spots with your kids. Yeah. And, but I guess, so for me, I feel like now, like swimming is like this release, like once my kids are all squared away and I finally can get to the water, just like, oh, I'll have to do now is swim. <laughs> do you feel it's that great. way? And it is. It's it's like, ah. Oh. I follow this woman. I don't, I'm not very good with um, Instagram and, and Facebook. I've actually kind of fallen off of I mean, I still have my account, but I don't do it, but I started Mm -hmm. randomly, um, you know, you get these pop-ups. So I started following this woman on um, Instagram and it's called, she's called mom that swims. Mm -hmm. And um, she, for me, I look at her stuff and she has a son with cerebral palsy and her release, and you could see it in her posts. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's constantly um, taping herself swimming or doing her dry land. And that's her release. That's how she, you know, Thing. can handle everything else. And it's, for me, people like that and something like that is really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. The first year I did in search of memory um, in 20, when Phil first started it in 2011, I was doing it as a relay and my relay partner, her son is, was severely autistic and listening to her stories about everything. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. It's such inspiration. It just makes me so glad my kids are healthy. Yes. <laughs> but- yeah. And I'm still struggling. 
and you know, with healthy, yeah, exactly. with healthy kids, I still feel like I'm a total mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, power to your mom. You're you're doing awesome. How, are, how old were your kids when you did the um the the eight bridges? All the eight bridges. So I think I was trying to um, figure that out. I think my son was in um, third grade and my daughter was in first. Okay. Okay. I have a couple of years. That was, yeah, that was very emotional. Yeah. It's funny how, well, yeah, I like went and swam right after I, I my son was like one and I tried to go to Lake Mifermagog and I, I mean, he was one and my other one was three and I was, it was like crazy making, like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but like, yeah. it, but I, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that happened that year where I felt like I somehow had the time to swim because of my I was laid off from my job. And so I was like, Oh, I should have time to swim. But my second son, he's like, he just like needs me intensely. <laughs> which is which is like he's still he's just turned four and he's still sometimes he he won't let me go. <laughs> like and it it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's boys are very so my son is the first. Boys are very needy. Mm-hmm. And then they are so low maintenance yeah. when they're <laughs> when they get older. And my daughter who you know, she didn't make a peep. Now all of a sudden, I thought it would be a little bit easier when they're um, older, but actually they talk back now. (laughs) And um, you can't just put them, you know, you can't just contain them. It used to be like, I could contain them. I could get a sitter where they'd be in school and I could swim. And now it's like, you know, can you drive me here? Can you drive me there? I'm in the car, you know, at like 1030 at night and they're talking back to me and you can't control them. (laughs) <laughs> but my son is definitely the lower maintenance one yeah yeah I'm glad I have voice I'm glad, oh. glad about that. oh god it gets easier <laughs> yeah okay well let's uh let's go back to swimming okay, so okay swimming. another swimming yeah. mom oh my goodness I'm gonna start calling you when I have questions <laughs> uh how do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim what's that like for you especially you talked about kind of being frantic about the swimming and not really enjoying it I do I um like I said I love the I love the journey um I am very disciplined when it comes to my workouts and my practices and I also feel I think the reason why I do get so frantic is because I you know because of the family life and work and I can't do every swim that I want to do when I want to do it. Right. So I pick, you know, one or two special ones a year. And that's the, you know, what my husband and I kind of thought was reasonable. And so, but there's all these sacrifices that you make during your training and that, you know, that other people are making when you actually get to the event part. Um, so by the, when I finished, it's never in my mind, Oh, I'm just going to swim. And if I'm not into it, that's, that's not an option. It's Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish no matter what. And so maybe I do put a lot of pressure on myself. So when I'm finished, there's just this feeling of relief um, mixed in with just elation and um, gratitude. And I can't even explain it, but it's just, there's just so many emotions. Like, I can't believe it's over already. Although when you're in the middle of it, you're like, why is this taking so long? (laughs) Like, why does this seem like it's forever? Um, so yeah, it's just all these mix of emotions. And then of course, after you shower, because the shower is the best part. um, (laughs) I think about the shower actually, when I'm 
like the shower's going to be so much better if you just hang in there and finish. It's not going to be the same if you're crying in the shower. <laughs> That's right. Um, so by the time I get to the shower part, I'm like, I am ready to like party. And that's what I said. I told my, um, my coach, Bonnie, when she came for Catalina, I was like, I want to party afterwards. And we're gonna, we're just gonna just go, you know, go out and just live it up. And we were all asleep in the room by, I, I finished in the morning. Um, we were like in bed by like five. Slept through the night. My husband went out with the kayaker. I don't, and that was my big celebration that I was going to do. But I have these intentions. The feelings are excitement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I feel like that buoys you sometimes to get to the finish is like that. I don't know. For me, I'm like a really big beer, you know, something salty. If you're yes. water and you know in the shower yeah like thinking forward to those things so that helps get you through <laughs> absolutely I say like my if I could have chocolate coffee and a Guinness all at the same time that like really put the coffee put the chocolate in the Guinness put the Guinness in the coffee I'll call it a mermaid and I'll drink <laughs> it and that would be like my dream the stuff that I would want to have all at the same time that sounds amazing. <laughs> we need to make this. <laughs> when I open my coffee shop, that I'm going to have one of those. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us about a, the swim you're most proud of. It has to be the swim around Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was about two years in in the planning. I actually I had had it in my mind. So I have been everything with the swims that I've done. And I believe in when I started marathon swimming, just working up to a swim after, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, I want to do a 20 mile swim and get in and do it. I, I just felt like I needed to understand open water and I needed to understand things like feeding. And so I, after um, Bermuda, I did, swim around Key West because I wanted to see what 12 miles would feel like. I knew what six miles felt like. So for me, it's always like, well, what can I, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder what that would feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so each experience has been very, very special at different because it it signified different parts of the the swim journey, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. But Bermuda obviously was, I wanted to know what a 24 hour swim would feel like. Um, I think Jamie, um, Jamie Monahan, who's a good friend of mine. She's great. Um, she had swam Lake Geneva and I had been thinking about, I want to know what a 24 hour swim feels like. And, um, my Catalina mentor, Tina Neal, who kept me in check with my training and everything. Tina was doing swims before doing swims was a thing. Um, you know, I saw that she had done like a 28 hour swim. So, I thought, where would I, where would I want to be in the water for 24 hours? And by that time I had been to Bermuda every year since 2011, I knew I had made close ties um, with the people and I knew that that's where I wanted to be. So um, that there was this whole excitement about it. Um, I had knew that Sean O'Connor, O'Connell had done it you know, 40 years earlier, but that it hadn't been attempted. And I 
just approached the guys that are the swim guys on the island. And I said, what do you think? And my friend, Nick, who runs the Bermuda Open Water um, with my friend, Mike Cash, Nick said, well, I think you're very keen um, as it's coming on the 40th anniversary of Sean's in August. And we just, he, they got together a group of people that really are, are Bermudian or that moved to Bermuda and live there and are passionate about everything about the island and care. And it was, we had crazy conditions, um, but I, I needed to go. I had been training. I did um, uh, eight bridges and thinking that if I complete all seven stages of eight bridges, then I know that I would be ready to do Bermuda the next year. So I had been planning, you know, so um, about a month before I was supposed to swim Bermuda, we found out that my husband um, had a heart defect and needed open heart surgery. And the surgery was scheduled a week after Bermuda. And we were going to push it up. But of course, um, and I didn't want to do it after because I didn't know what condition he would be in. I mean, we were very, it was just a very scary time. And I said, I'm trained up for this, how we planned the moon phase and, and everything else to the best of our, we, this is the best time. And so we need to try to go for it. And of course, the week before I'm watching and the wind is building and it's building and it's building. And I get to the island and they, before I left, they were like, I don't know if it's going to be a go. And um, because the wind was just building. Mm -hmm. And when I landed, we went right to a meeting. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And they said, well, we have a window, but we're going to have to go tomorrow. And I was like, okay, let's, (laughs) let's do it. I'm ready. Let's just do it. We can't, if we can't wait the day and a half, let's just do it. So, and then that night, we had really bad headwinds from the whole North shore of the Island, which is um, 16 mile stretch. We had, um, I think 12 to 14 mile headwinds and um, three foot swells. It was crazy. And they just, they were having trouble with the controlling the boats. Um, one of the boats was taking on, took on water. Um, they, they hit a, it was just, it was just chaos. And they just thought for sure that, it was going to end. And I, I just knew that everybody that was there was doing it because they believed in this and it was exciting for them. And some of them were around and remembered when Sean O'Connell had swam around the Island and the excitement and um, they just kept me going. So it was, it was more than just getting in, doing the swim and, and I, because the conditions were rough, I made it to 21 hours, but not 24. <laughs> um, but maybe one day I'll see what it's like to swim over 24 hours. Yeah. So it was only 21 hours to get all the way. It was 21. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and yeah. So, and the one pilot, um, the one pilot always says, I wonder what you would have done if it was a good condition, you know, day. 
And I said, well, my brother-in-law says if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, then every day would be Christmas. You know, (laughs) you can't pick your day. You can't, you have to go. And I wouldn't want to try to say like, oh, this day is going to be perfect. You know, there's something exciting about, we have war stories, right? And yeah, yeah. so that's, that's what makes it so special. And that's why, you know, I love that swim, but really every swim I have made connections or made lasting relationships that make that swim special. Yeah. So how old were your kids when you did Bermuda? That was 2016. So um, I didn't know I was going to have to do math. I'm really bad at it, but. um, 2016 was four years ago. So 10 and 12, no, 10 and eight. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 10 and 8. You leave the family home and you just went on your own. Yeah. So we, my husband came um, and same with, with really all of my swims. Um, If, if anybody comes, it's my husband. Um, And the reason why uh, it's, I, you'll just go into mom mode. Right. So I, and I learned that when I got back from stage four of eight bridges, I was cold. I was exhausted. I had been going, going, going. I was so excited to come home and have my time with them and have a break. And I walked in and and it's a long story, but I ended up having to drive a swimmer that wasn't doing well into the city first and then driving home. So it took me like two and a half hours to get home. And I finally get in the door and it was right at the time when they hadn't eaten and I don't know where my husband was, but it was like, I never left mom. Yeah. Can you get me mom. Can you make pierogies mom? Can you um, help me with my homework? Ma, 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 ma. And I just thought like, I can't wait to get back in the water again. I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this, but stage five is the beast. And I can't wait to just get back in. So I, it, it would just be you being mom mode. And I feel like before the swims, I'm a, a wreck and I, and I like to try to focus. So we, they, and, and it's the cost too. I mean, when I did Greece, um, I can't, I, we wouldn't, we could make a family trip of it, but yeah, it would always have to be after the swim and yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, tell me about Greece. Oh my gosh. Greece was Greece was like planes, trains, and automobiles, the movie. Um, so my friend Janine Cyril, who you had interviewed, um, she came with me. And so this is just my my schedule of when I have to, when I go to do swims because um, of the time factor. We flew out Wednesday night. We landed Thursday morning. We had to take a bus, which the bus, we missed the one bus to get to Kalamata. And we had to wait three hours for the other bus. We get to Kalamata. We traveled all day. Thursday night, we get to Kalamata around 1030. Um, got to the hotel, slept, woke up on Friday, did a training swim, went to the pre-race meeting, swam Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, traveled back and flew out. On, on Monday morning it was and it took all day to travel back it was crazy but it was it was great um Greece was awesome the people were so nice um 
I learned how to say thank you in Greek. Um, and because that's all I could say because everything else is really confusing. Um, the conditions were crazy in Greece. And it's, it's really interesting because Friday, I, you, it's almost like clockwork. Um, it's completely calm. And then by one o'clock, the water just kicks up. So I kind of knew, and, and they made it because that swim, um, they've had some difficulties the years before with the course, because it was a point to point, they did a turnaround. And I don't like turnarounds because you're either going to get there and you're going to say, oh my gosh, I'm here already. Or, oh my God, I have to go back. Um, and Greece was the, 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 the ladder oh my gosh, I have to, you know, um, I have to swim back now because the wind started picking up. We hit that buoy. And when we did the turn, um, it was just complete, just wind and waves. And, um, but I do have a, I guess, a funny story about not judging a book by its cover. So what I like about swimming in other countries is, you know, I, I get very nervous and, when you go to other countries, you know, everybody's just kind of speaking their own languages and you're just kind of left to do your own thing and in your own thoughts and don't know what, if somebody's trash talking, you don't know because they might not be speaking your language. And um, so I love that. It's just like you, the water, and you just get in and go. Um, and you can't complain to your kayaker sometimes or your boat pilot because they can't, they don't, speak English. Right. Um, not all the time, but in two um, places that I went. So um, we were, we were doing um, the, the, they do like a lottery and um, they call a number and then that number is associated with a boat pilot. And then they call, and then you, somebody, you know, goes and picks a number. I forget how they did it, but um, it was all very random. But when my, boat pilot was up and then I was um I picked my number everybody started laughing or you know the the boat pilots they're all these like fishermen and stuff and mm -hmm. they start like laughing and saying stuff in Greek and I'm like what are they doing so I asked one of the other the swimmers um girlfriends who was um Greek and she said oh they're just they're just having fun they said you they told the boat pilot you got the little girl, you're going to be on the water all day. And, um, and he's like this elderly gentleman and, you know, and he seemed very gruff. And, um, so we, he pulls up in his boat and, you know, Janine loads and we're swimming and I'm swimming and she's, you know, being a cheerleader. And I didn't know if I had faith in this guy or what, but, um, because I didn't really know where we, it was like all open, you know, water. And then I see I'm coming straight on to the buoy and this other swimmer is coming in all far this way. So I, after that, I thought I totally believe in this guy and Janine who told me later, um, he was so proud. He was so proud of us because oh. we were doing well. And, you know, everybody was kind of like 
saying, you got the little girl, you're going right. to be on the water all day. Right. And so every time I stop for a feed and I don't like to know, I tell my crew, I don't want to know what time it is. I don't like to know where I am. Um, Janine would feed me and then she would turn around to like, put it away. And he was going, sir, sir. You know, or like whatever. And, and I'm like, oh my God, okay, okay, I'm going. But um, after I flew the Bermuda and the um, American flag, and then after he was so proud, he took the American flag. So I made our old, my, my old fisherman um, boat pilot very proud that day. And, um, and then I met, I met people that I still keep in touch with that are great from um, different parts of the world and, yeah, that was a beautiful swim. That was, yeah. What was the distance of that one? Um, they shortened it. I think it was a 25K. Yeah. That's still a big long swim. <laughs> 40K maybe. It was, or no, it was supposed to, sorry, 30K. And um, sorry, um, Ibiza, I think was 28K. Yeah, I think Greece was 30K. Yeah. What fun, fun experiences, man. I could hear your swim stories all day. We're going to yes, go back to the question. <laughs> How's the pandemic <laughs> been for you? Um, it's been, it's been, it was hard in the beginning, I think, um, you know, but there was something that was nice about, I don't mean to say nice about it in, in any way other than how it affected me in in my daily life but you know it was it was kind of nice that when you're told nobody can do anything you know and so it was a time for me and the family to just kind of be with each other in the house and you know just be together and um was trying to figure out creative ways for us to be active and um I think it was, you know, I, I just figured out different things to do and, um, and yeah, that's, and then, then you start to get a little itchy, you know, at, at being told that you can't do anything, right. but in the beginning, I think it was, it was nice that it kind of slowed everything down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say to some degree, I feel like I became a better mom because my kids were home with me and I wasn't able to just get them to like, I just get to preschool, get them to school. You know, like I had to, we're just like, we're going to work through this. And it, so, yeah, I, there's been, I, there's been some good things about it. It's okay to say. Exactly. I'm trying to, trying to, it was trying to look at the, the positive, you know, um, that everybody had to slow down. And that meant that we were, you know, they weren't running off to be with friends or off to a sports thing. And we were watching movies together and doing more family stuff. So that was, that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on how we can include more people in the sport? Um, I don't know, because everybody that I talk to when they hear that I swim, they say, <laughs> that's the hardest one for me. I'm a triathlete and the swimming portion is, or they'll say, why don't you do triathlons? You'd be so good. And I think I fall, I hit parked cars when I ride bikes and <laughs> not run to save my life. I would maybe do well in the swimming part, but there's two other, two other events that are in that piece. So 
Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think there's a lot of more for that kids are being exposed to with open water. And I think that that's, um, I think that that's great that, that, and maybe it's just because of New York where I am that we're by the water. So I see more kids, you know, more events that include younger kids, but mm -hmm. I think the kids are getting an introduction into it um, earlier than I ever did. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know, to include more people. That's true. It becomes a tricky, like I started this question kind of, you know, back with the, when the Black Lives Matter movement was coming back again. And it, um, and I was thinking of it, it, it when you get, when we talk about it, like if we're trying to keep it marathon swimming specific, like it's hard because it's, there's like, there's costs to doing, you know, marathon yes. swimming and <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's just interesting to get people's thoughts on it. Um, and, and when you get to like the access issue with pools, and I mean, that's like the, kind of another beast, but I just like to see what people have to say if they have thoughts on how we can. I'm sorry, um, I failed in that. No, you're A-okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm more of, uh, um, I like, I think it's more for me, how do you get, I would love for everybody to know how to swim. Yeah. You know, right. forget the marathon swimming piece right. because I feel like that's a, the way I look at it, it's an individual, um, what, what drives a person. It's very personal, personal, mm -hmm. right? So the, why I maybe do it might be different than why somebody else does it. And you really have to want to spend that much time in the water. You mm -hmm. You know, there are certain things that make, I think, marathon swimming unique. I would love to be able to figure out how to get everybody to learn how to swim, you know, mm -hmm. is the first step. And then figure out what they enjoy in swimming once they get there. Right. Yeah. No, that's a very, very, very valid point. We can't all just make everybody marathon swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> cookie cutter I'm out <laughs> that wouldn't be any fun anyway um what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer I would say take your time and um I see a lot of people that they just they want to do something and they um they, they maybe don't do it when they could do it to the best of their ability or um I was very lucky in the sense that when I started marathon swimming I would do a lot of reading and um, ask a lot of questions. And I wanted to do, when I wanted to do Catalina Channel, um, I, a friend of mine was friends with Lynn Cox and she gave advice and I was so embarrassed and so devastated because what she said was, you know, you're not ready to swim Catalina Channel it takes people years to cold water acclimate and you really need to, and some people never will, maybe you'll never be a cold water swimmer. And I was so embarrassed that I thought, wow, I can't believe that I thought I could do this channel with, and I need to put in a lot more work and not everybody um, is like that. Some people are just cheerleaders and, and I think that that's great as long as people have a healthy understanding of what they're getting into. So I would say, um, work up to it. There's, you know, there's, a, I did, I did two mile swims. Then I 
then once I felt comfortable with that, I did the six mile and then I did the 12 mile and then I, a little bit in increments so that you can understand your training and you can understand what works feeding wise and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and kind of learn because I feel like all of that is that makes the journey and makes each um, swim that much greater. Mm-hmm. Yep. What marathon swimmer has inspired you? Um, God, there's so many. Um, I'd say Lynn Cox, of course. Um, she's, I feel like she's just a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jamie inspires me, uh, Jamie Monahan, because, you know, she, you know, just kind of goes by the beat of her own drum and um, does these thoughtful, you know, meaningful swims for her that are meaningful to her, which I think is, I I like that. Um, And Tina Neal, who I had mentioned, I think she's, she's the epitome of, of a marathon swimmer. Um, I don't know. There's so many, I mean, and then my friend, I'm Sarah Thomas, obviously she's amazing. Um, Caroline Block. I love Caroline. We, you know, me and um, actually when I was training for eight bridges, we did a girl's trip and we all, had different things that we were training for Janine, Jamie, Caroline, um, Devin. And we, it was just this beautiful experience that we, I, you know, I was doing six hour swims. Somebody else was doing four hour swim, but we just had this really cool girls bonding weekend. And so, yeah, there's so many swimmers that inspire. And I don't even know their names because I don't really follow um, too much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get, you know. Yeah, I do. I do know. It's like it's hard. The more you, the more you're like in it, then you're like it. You want to like, you like doing more. And when you kind of have to like exactly, around. and when you can't, so I don't. I just try to know what I want to do, and mm-hmm. um, I might hear things here and there, but I I try not to follow it because I don't. I wouldn't want to ever do something that's not that doing it for the wrong reasons. Doing mm-hmm. it because um, you know, oh, somebody did it and I want to do it. I want to learn about the place and, or learn about the thing and do it because it sounded to me like something I want to do. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual efficient swimming basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.